Respect My Crown is a community designed to support women who desire to step into the abundance that awaits them. We know that now is the time to manifest visions, realize our dreams, and accomplish our goals. Respect My Crown is a support system that encourages women to deepen in spirituality, sisterhood, accountability, and service. Our very special guest today has created one of the world's most empowering lifestyle blogs for women, XO Nicole, formerly known as Nicole Bitchy. She is more than a blogger. She is a speaker. She's a world traveler. She's a journalist. She is a health nut. <laughs> We're good. I can't wait to talk about this later. And she is also an inspiration to many. Uh, welcome, CEO and editor in chief of XONicole.com, Nicole Kane. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> How yeah, are I, you? We got into a full circle moment because I feel like after the blogging while Brown, they honored me as blogger of the year, and we interviewed afterwards, but I felt like I was already in a transitional space in my life. You know, it's, it's time to, to move on from my celebrity gossip blog at the time. Isn't full that funny? Moment. That was like, what, six years ago, maybe? It, I want to say it was 2014. I left my job last year working in radio for 20 years. I had a, a panic wow. attack on the air. And because wow. um, I was drained physically, mentally, I was just completely drained. And one thing that bothered me the most was the topics that I was having to talk about on the air. Right. And like during the time that I quit, cause it was January of 2017, it was when Chris Brown and Soulja Boy had this ridiculous beef going on. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I At don't all. care. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> I don't even want to mention <laughs> If I'm concerned about my ratings, I have to talk about what I believe people care about, right? The transition to this wasn't easy, and I felt like my value had decreased when my name wasn't attached to this brand anymore. What were some of the struggles that you've come across, or maybe even the self-talk that you noticed when you decided to let go of Nicole Bitchy? Well, it's funny because I do a lot of uh, journaling, and I do a lot of writing letters to myself, and it's... I wrote a very eerie letter to myself uh, during the time I was about to transition out of the focus saying, you know, it's going to be rough, but you did this for a reason. Like what you're going to gain from this is worth everything that you lost. And you're right. When we work in the entertainment business, I noticed a lot of people, they let their jobs and their job titles define who they are. And when you take mm -hmm. away that job, you know, or even people when they date, you know, if you date someone with a name, like that that becomes who you are and defines you and then you guys break up and you're like, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> um, that's yeah. what happened to me. And I, I told myself I would never get to a place in my life where I allowed what I do for a living in terms of my career to completely define me. And that's why I think I'm involved in all these things outside of uh, outside of like the website I have. You know, that's why I, I balance competing in my fitness life and, and personal with career because I cannot have that one thing that I do um, define me. And I think a lot yeah. of times too, 
I, I put everything into my career. You know, wake up and mm-hmm. everything is about my career. No balance. None. Nothing. You know, I did yes. nothing outside yes. of career. And so it's easy to be defined by that when that is your life. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, you know, I I feel like when I take a look at all of the beautiful, successful, um, multicultural women that I know, you know, everyone is so um, obsessed with their careers. And yet you see these holes. So many people want to be in a relationship, you know, like there, I know so many single women that are like, when am I going to get married? And you see how we have invested so much into our careers that, like you said, we've, we've kind of slacked in these other areas or we just haven't created any balance for that. It's very tough, but I knew when I turned 35, like that was a very um, defining year for me. It was a defining year because, you know, I had parents that passed away at 41 and 42 and me being 35, I'm six to seven years away from when they passed. And, you know, their deaths were um, reminders to me that life is very short. And I had to ask myself, you're 35, if your life was to be cut short in six or seven years, would you be happy with spending the rest of your time the way you are today? And mm. absolutely not, you know? <laughs> and I, right. mean, I watched my mom plan her funeral, and I never grasped the concept. Like, I remember her showing me her casket, showing me her tombstone. And for years, like, that just weighed on me. How can somebody pick out their tombstone, pick out their burial plot, etc. And I was walking up the street one day last year, listening to the audible book, The Last Arrow. And, you know, I wasn't even taking in the words. And he said something that made me stop in my tracks. And he said, most people choose their burial plot long before their death. And it means Mm -hmm. that you, most people, when they've settled for a life they don't love, and they're they're just existing. They're not living. And I was like, there's no way I'm not going to go out here and live this life. I'm trying to live. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, let's get it. (laughs) Let me tell you, people look at me like, you know, they know I'm about to move to Atlanta. I just moved to New York. I was in Arizona. I lived in Miami, Atlanta, et cetera. I'll tell you, it's one thing I'm proud of is when a situation no longer serves me, I remove myself from that situation. New York no longer serves me. And so yeah. I have no problems moving on. <laughs> I'm yes. not wasting another minute, another second, you know, right. being somewhere or in a situation that no longer fulfills me or serves who I am and who I want to become. There are so many women who are maybe listening right now who feel like they just can't do it. It sounds like you and I are risk takers. You know, we're used to, mm-hmm. hey, let's go to this next city. All right, let's go to this next city. You know, like, let's let's just do it. And and sometimes we have a, a way of thinking where it's like, I don't know, do you visualize it? Do you see yourself ahead of time in this place and what, does, and what it looks like? Or are you just like, I'll figure it out when I get there? I just started embracing it probably <laughs> the, the, over the last month. I do feel like I'm intuitive. And I do feel like spiritually I'm aligned. I'm very self-aware. 
And when I was in L.A. living, and I was a blogger at the time, uh, 2013-2014, I had had a date with a guy. It was a breakfast date, and someone had, a matchmaker had set us up. He was a coach. And I remember going on this date, and he was the epitome of what I wanted in a husband. Like, he, mm-hmm. I was like, this is what I want in a man. But at yeah. the time, I did not feel like I was worthy of a man like that. And mm. so I remember going home from that breakfast date, and my friend was like, how's the date, girl? I said, out of nowhere. Like, never playing business. The first thing came out of my mouth, I'm moving to Arizona. And she was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> She's like, what? Like, it's so random, girl. You just went on a date. What are you talking about? And I... I was just like, I'm going to Arizona. I, in that moment, knew I had to go there. And I had never really been there before, only to visit one time for a game, but never explored. But I knew that was the place I was going to go through my self-discovery phase. I was going to go through healing. And I was going to transition out of the life I was living that I did not love. And Mm. transition to this person I wanted to become, this person that, would attract a man like that, that was ready for yeah. a man like that, because I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, girl, that self-awareness ain't no joke when you, <laughs> when you can actually like you date say differently. it. When you're self-aware, you date differently. Everything is different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're so right. You're so right. Is it hard for you to date at all when you've moved to different places? Um, the thing is, I've you know, I date here and there, but I've been very focused on self-work over the last few years. And it, I've never been in a uh, – I, I don't want to look at my age and think time is running out because I don't want to fall into the arms of the wrong person. I know if I had settled or I tried to date someone three years ago, I would have dated a person that I would have outgrew because I didn't – I wasn't fully – the person I am now, I hadn't grown into her yet. And so for yeah. me, I'm in a season of patiently waiting and surrendering to timing because timing is the one thing we forget to surrender to. And so even when I meet someone and he seems like the perfect person or he has husband qualities, um, if I'm not, I think a lot of times, we want all these things out of a man that we aren't we aren't at the time. And I'm oh, trying yeah. to be the love I wanna attract. So yes. I might meet someone but I have to be very um aware of timing and and not rush into it and say this may not be the right time at the moment. But yeah. when the time comes and it's right, if you're right for me, you're gonna be there. Mhm. Ooh girl. You have no idea. I'm sitting back here <laughs> clapping my hands. I I literally just had this conversation, Nicole, last week with this guy. He's seen me go through divorce and other relationships, very toxic relationships, just came out of an abusive relationship this year. And uh, And I said it would be completely unfair for me to even consider dating someone right now. Because I am not healed, and 
I know how I want to show up in a relationship and how someone deserves to see me and what I deserve. And I, it just, it just isn't the time. And it's crazy when you see something and you're just like, Ooh, this is it. But it takes courage. Like you said, it takes courage to surrender to time, to, to get out yeah. of your mind. Cause you know, right now when you look at women who are the same age as you, the countdown is on for a lot of women. I can't believe I'm not married by now. I can't believe I don't have my dream house by now. Or, you know, like this idea um, of what happiness looks like, it's not real. It's like we need to figure out what happiness looks like by ourselves. You know what I mean? And then add these additional pieces to it. Some women feel like I have to be with someone in order to be happy. Yeah, I think my biggest fear now, waiting so long to um, be in a relationship, a serious relationship that's intentional and filled with purpose, is that I've treated myself so well over the last few years that it's going to be hard to find someone that treats me better than I do, that loves me better and more than I love myself. Um, and so it's so easy for me to walk away from a situation really quick, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. Like like, my single life is good. Like, and I, I just mentioned (laughs) to, you know, even a male friend, uh, earlier, how, when I'm single, I looking in the mirror every day like, girl, I'm so proud of you. You so fly. You so beautiful. You so fearless. Yes. Like, I'm, you know, I'm so I got this like unstoppable, amazing, like confidence. But when a guy yes. comes in the picture, I slowly start seeking validation from them. I, you mm. know, I'm slowly starting to seek, uh, wanting to be affirmed by them. And I'm like, what is happening to you? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you don't, you don't. Yeah. You're fine when you're single. You have this high, like nobody needs to validate you because you already know you're amazing. You're bomb. You fly. Yeah. But then when a guy walks in, I'm, uh, you know, and so that's that's that confliction that I have with like, mm. is it is it time for me to date? And that's something I'm gonna have to work through when when I am dating someone seriously. You know, you have such a you're you're such a just a great person um and you have a Colgate smile <laughs> she has a real oh, life you. Colgate smile yeah <laughs> so I saw your ad for Colgate and uh and I was like oh that's so dope and I'm so I'm always excited when I see um women who are doing great things uh have these partnerships with you know other great brands and so I was like look at my girl Nicole she's doing it and in one of the videos that I saw, you talked about investing everything that you had into exonnicole.com. Mm-hmm. What exactly is everything? Um, everything is when you leave one brand and you got a bank account that's padded, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you got savings, yes. You got an account and you look like you're going to be fine for a while. And then you start a new brand and and. And that you know, when you start something new, it's not going to make money the first month. I mean, if you do, you're lucky, you know. But yeah. I had a brand that had a lot of expenses and no revenue coming in. 
for quite some time, and I saw that bank account dwindle away, you know, and it got yeah. to a point where it's like, oh, my God, when is the next check going to come, and am I going to have to go sleep on my aunt's couch again? Um, yeah. So that was a difficult time because I started wondering if I had made the right decision. I know I was looking for investors, but what I learned is you have to invest in yourself and your brand and show them the vision before they invest in it. So I was mm-hmm. waiting all, all I've been waiting years trying to uh, trying to launch Exo Nicole, or somebody would just put the idea and box me out and launched it that had the resources. So I had right. to hurry up and launch what my vision was and just put everything into it and pray to God that it worked out. And it did. It was tiny. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> yes. It was and you know, rough. I, it's important that we talk about those things, right? Because especially as entrepreneurs, because, you know, social media has entrepreneurship looking so glamorous. And no, y'all, no, it's not. <laughs> it's nothing glamorous about it. It is a a serious grind. And when you have something like that, where you're talking about a website brand, I can imagine, um, like you said, you're starting over from scratch. People think you make money instantly. Even if you've had a brand that was successful, it's still, it's, it's almost like scratch all of that. Like that never happened. <laughs> that just never happened. This is something totally different now. And you're starting over again. Um, was there ever a time where you it got so bad that you were like, for real, I quit. I quit. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I think like a few months after I made the video uh, talking about my what I wish I knew before I left the successful brand, the one that, you know, went viral, got picked up by everybody. Everybody's talking about it. Um, and, you know, and I, and I mention this headline all the time, the whole essence. Nicole Bitchy from Boston Broke, like that one was the one that was a nail in the coffin for me because it's such a respectable brand and I feel like women would read that. And and I took a public risk because I wanted people to see what would happen if you left something successful that no longer fulfills you and mm. um and succeed and start something new while there's a new relationship, new career and succeed. And so that's the risk yeah. I took doing it so public so people could see. So when they put that headline out, it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be remembered as a blogger who left her site, went broke, and failed. And that didn't mm. sit right in my spirit. But, you know, a few months later, I remember it being December, and I, I had started doing a bunch of, like, influencer stuff where, you know, every Instagram post, <laughs> you're promoting a different brand. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That's, you know, it's easy money. They throw you yeah. five grand, ten grand, and you. But I'm like, I remember being so depressed because I was like, I don't even know what my brand is anymore. I'm up here mm. promoting all these different people and their brands and bringing them customers, which is going to just grow their brand. But yeah. who am I? And what's my brand? And what do I really like? Because you know, it is people's profile you'll come across in every. Every post is a different, uh, they're promoting something different. And so it gets to the mm-hmm. point where you wonder, but what do you, like, if you weren't getting paid a check, what do you like? You know, yeah. who are you yeah. if you're not getting that check? 
Um, so yeah. that's the, the space I was in. I was like, I didn't, I felt like I wanted more from myself than to be promoting a bunch of other people's stuff. Um, yeah. And I had a brand that I really wanted to see evolve and become something. Like you talked about how you felt during that time, but what about the people around you? Did you have friends or, you know, associates? No, I mean, who were like, when Don't I went to Arizona, I was like, I was, I was living in Arizona at the time, and it was the best thing I could do because most of my friends uh, had no idea who I was. You know, everybody out there called me Nick. They didn't call me Nicole. Um, Gosh. Most people didn't know about my website. I was just a regular girl to them. Um, Oh, I love it. it, And it allowed me to have some normalcy. I was out there, and I dated. I dated more. I went on more dates in that year or two that I lived, you know, the two years. I was out there two and a half years, but... For two years, I was I was dating more than I had ever dated in my life, and these people were dating me not knowing about my brand. It was like the great escape. It was so great. It was so great. And I was like, <laughs> wow, this is what my life would be like without if, you know, because Nicole Bitchy got big to me. I feel like one day I just woke up, and, like, when you're in front of your computer all the time, you don't see the growth of things until you, like, you fly into Atlanta. <laughs> Not say that. Right. Because that's where you'll see everybody that reads your site at the airport. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you fly. Yes. <laughs> like, I even got to prepare myself for that now because, you know, being, me being in New York, I don't go out as much. I spend most of my time in the gym. I got to get used to going down to Atlanta where that's our bit. That's where our biggest base is. Um, that's where our bigger, re- biggest readership is. So, I might not be able to go to a restaurant without being stopped or somebody asking, you know, how yeah. can they be employed at Exxon Nicole or saying, you know, I love you and, and I love the site. I got to prepare myself for that. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. In Arizona, it taught me how to live a normal life and how to be around people that have no expectations of you and don't oh, want God. anything from you. You don't, don't need anything from you. They don't care about yeah. your name, anything. And, and that's why I love venturing off into competing um this year because you know i'll go on stage and i'm just a regular girl like everybody else i don't get special treatment from the judges they have no idea about my website or who i am (laughs) Um, yeah yeah and i love that i want to talk about that too um my my trainer trainer her name is antonique she's also a competitor and spends the whole day at the gym and i every time i see you know you're getting ready to train I'm just like, how is she doing this? Because I know what is required of you to do a competition. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is. You know, how do you balance the the work and the workouts? Honestly, um, the the thing I really liked about my body, my competition journey is it provided structure and. I, you know, I had to get up a little bit earlier in the morning so I could do fasted cardio before my work day started and all these things. And if you think about it, that's the same thing you have to do if you become a mom or a wife. You know, you oh, yeah. you got to get, you might got to get up two hours earlier than you used to when you were single. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. whether it's to have dinner ready or whatever. And so I think it was like, it 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 prepared me for a lot of, what I want in my life. Like, I do want to be a mother. I do want to be a wife. And it, and, and it showed me that 
I can adjust my schedule accordingly to fit in things that are important to me. Because before this, I used to wake up and I roll over and get started working, you know, and there's no self-care routine, no morning ritual, anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and (laughs) my days, I I would end up tired. I wouldn't eat until maybe three in the afternoon Uh, for the first meal. I'm drained. I'm not as productive. And it's because I didn't do a lot of the things necessary that I do now that I'm a part of competing um, to set my day up to be successful. Like, yeah. a very important part of my daily routine is the cardio, um, being on a treadmill, whether it's I'm on the Stairmaster or I'm running for a half hour, you know, 30 minutes or sprint intervals, because during that time, I'm listening to motivational speeches. I'm listening to mm-hmm. motivational podcasts or audible books, and I'm feeding my mind and my spirit. I'm not wasting 30 minutes on a treadmill listening to music <laughs> that's not going to progress mm-hmm. in your life. <laughs> mm, I'm setting my it. day up. <laughs> I'm yes. setting my day up, and and then when I get upstairs, I'm ready. I'm like, what what are we doing? Like, we about to conquer the day. Um, yes. Let's <laughs> so yeah, go. That's how it really changed my life, and 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 provided structure. And I feel like, you know, success. Your success is determined by your routine, your daily routine, which you consistently do every single day. That's good. And and knowing that even the fitness portion, like actually doing the cardio and how it's helping your body to set the tone for your day. Like you got to, mm-hmm. people are so lazy. I'm like, please just get up and just at least walk or jog or something. Cause you have no idea. People think that they're going to be tired. And once you get used to it, you're actually not tired. You, you are energized. It makes right. such a huge difference. And just being honest, like, I've been battling with depression for the last, gosh, I mean, seven or eight months. Um, and, and you know, when and I love to work out. And anyone who follows me knows I'm, I'm always posting workouts and stuff. And for so maybe, like, twice in the last six, five months, I've worked out. And I was like, what's going on? And I just did not want to get up. And so in the last two weeks, I have been really going in into gym and I feel so much better and I know better. I know that when people are battling, you know, depression, that you being physically active is so important, but yet when you're battling depression, you don't want to be around anybody. (laughs) So then you're like, no, I'll just stay at home. Yeah. (sighs) I fear, you know, I feared, one thing I feared because my competing season, like I, I've been on prep since January, you know, chasing the pro card, got my pro card, then decided to go on pro stages. But I was so scared to, for my season to come to an end because I have not had a depression that fell in so long. And I'm, I go into, or used to go in deep seated depression, you know, like, and it's yes, like, yes. you're like, oh, my God, I have not been depressed in so long. And it's because I, I know it has a lot to do with, like, me when I, you know, in my spare time, me focusing on my, you know, my fitness, my health, my body, and feeling confident and loving what's staring back at me in the mirror because of the work I'm putting in. Yeah, that's so true. 
Um, Nicole, I could be totally wrong, but I, I, when I heard that you were moving to Atlanta, the first thing I thought was, Nicole's about to be doing some movies. Let's go. Acting, uh, producing, creating. I said, uh-huh. you know, now that you and, uh, and Will Packer have teamed up for Exo Nicole, will we see you on the big screen? Is that something that you want to do? Um, I think the sky's the limit for me. Atlanta made sense because Will films a lot of his movies and shows down there, and I do want to venture off into that in terms of not in front of the camera, but, you know, creatively. <laughs> that's what I went to. I went to school for, you know, television, film production, and screenwriting, et cetera. So um, I want Axel Nicole to venture off into productions and, and things like that. But, yeah, I am uh, going to be in the pilot episode of a new drama series coming out on OWN. I'm filming it this I'm filming this Friday, I think. And That's exciting. It's a, I it it is. I just <laughs> I just I feel like I'm because I'm trying to tell you. I'm like I'm like God. It's a lot going on. Like I need I need yeah. heads up. Um, <laughs> but I just found this out like last week, right before my competition, and I was like, okay, like you know, originally, um, I think. I think so. I I knew that Exo Nicole was gonna be uh, featured, and but I thought like as in the brand logo or whatever or somebody. Yeah. Um, and I think they casted someone to play me because like I guess they didn't know I was a real person or something. And then somebody <laughs> were like, "Oh no, she's a real person." <laughs> so. Um, I got the script recently, and I thought I was going to say, like, one line, and there's, like, quite a few lines. Yeah. I think it's, like, two scenes, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is I'm serious. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and the call, um, and asking me, do I have an agent so they can send the offer through to my agent? And I'm like, wait, God, what is happening? <laughs> like, yes. I really want to encourage people about when when you make a change in your life, to do good and to be more in your purpose, doors will unexpectedly open. And it might not happen right away, but they will, and you will be blown away. Like, how did this happen? Blown away. (laughs) Stay ready. I like, like me moving to Atlanta, like you should, um, the last few weeks I've been restructuring all the departments in Exxon Nicole, been restructuring sales and marketing. I've been restructuring social, I've been restructuring the editorial department because, um, like, because I think sometimes when I get opportunities like this, sometimes I think, you know, people forget I have a brand to run. Um, You know, it's not like (laughs) some small blog. Like, there's different departments that all work together to make sure that we're profitable and that we continue to grow. But I... I'm in a process of, like, I swear to God, a few weeks ago, I was getting a deep tissue massage, and I felt like God was speaking. Like, a lot of people keep themselves busy, like, always want to be at brunch with their friends, always want to mm-hmm. be at a social function. But those people never take time to themselves and be alone, and that's when yeah. God really speaks to you, when he, when he got you isolated and alone. So I was, you know, yes. and I was 
getting this massage and, you know, it's quiet and whatever. And God was like, I need you to get prepared for where I'm about to take you. Oh, you oh, know, because this, this next, this next chapter is about to be huge for you. Mm-hmm. And you need to get prepared. I, I said, you don't got to tell me twice. Right. <laughs> Let me get it together. <laughs> like, I know my staff was like, what's happening? Because when I said yeah. I got it, like, I did a three six a 180, and I was like, <laughs> I'm telling you, staying ready so I don't have to get ready. Right. That's right. There are four elements that make up respect my crown, and one is spirituality. You talked about, you know, God speaking to you and, and having that time where you can sit still and listen. What does spirituality look like for you on a daily? How are you connecting with God? I mean, it's very important to me just even upon waking up that I don't just jump out of bed anymore. Like, I have to have that moment in the morning where I'm, First of all, thanking God, like being grateful for all the movement, all the things he's done in my life, acknowledging that I'm blessed and highly favored. You know, I, I yes. you know, um, and I do that every morning. Um, when my head is clear, I haven't tackled a day. Nothing has, you know, I haven't logged into social media yet. Um, and I write my intentions as well what I want to happen in my life um but yeah I I spend a lot of time alone I appreciate my alone time because that's my time where I can have communication and talk with God often and tell him what I need you know and what I want and and I'm very honest I'm very honest with my you know I might be like God I see you like right it's raining men around me right now but (laughs) I need a couple more moments to get me together. Yes. Like, I see what you're doing. You got men falling out the sky. <laughs> Girl, I need to be hanging out with Nicole. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you get your life together and you get up in a place of happiness and, yeah. you know, you love who you are, like, that's when, like, the, the men that are for you will come. Because what you're, you're attracting – you know what you who you are is reflected, yeah. and and you're attracting those type of people to you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I believe that. So when um, this guy hit me up on Instagram, he said, "You look happier than ever," and I was like, "Yeah, but that's healing." And I'm not even a hundred percent. He was like, "I like to take you out to eat." I was like, "Brother, I'll be hungry summer of 2019." So <laughs> I love it, right? <laughs> tribe or a small tribe of friends and how do you weed out toxic people well I have a small tribe um and I have different tribes like I have my fitness tribe but then I might have my uh entrepreneurial women tribe you know yeah different tribes that suit different aspects of um my life um yeah, and then I have my Esther Nicole tribe, like my my writers, my managing editor, my manage, uh, my social media editor. Like we're it's a sisterhood. Um, yeah. Within, you know, it's not a mean girl atmosphere. It's a growth and sisterhood atmosphere. Um, and that's what I yeah. love the most about my brand. And within sisterhood comes accountability, which is the third element of respect my crown. 
Uh, how are you holding other women accountable? And in what area do you feel like stands out the most where you're like, women really need help with this? I do check-ins with my friends, et cetera, um, especially the ones that are like want to make a lifestyle change or want to do something different in their career but don't have the guts, et cetera, you know, helping them create plans and monthly goals and, and small steps to work towards to get to the bigger wins and the bigger goals. Um, but for the most part, just, just check in with friends to see if they're, you know, still on the path. And then the last aspect of Respect My Crown is service. What are maybe one of the most rewarding ways you feel like you give back to the world? XOnicole.com. XOnicole Instagram. <laughs> and I say this because I swear the site has evolved me so much as a person. Like when I had Nicole Bitchy, I just felt like I stayed at one age. And so, you know, when I tell people I'm 38 years old, they're like, ah, what? And you can't be. And I know it has a lot to do with um, physical appearance and me not looking 38. But also it's because, you know, I acted young for so long because I catered to a younger audience that was yeah. into gossip and into entertainment news. And so when you're, your whole day revolves around what celebrities are doing, how do you evolve as a person? How does your mind frame evolve? And mine did, yeah. you know. Um, so now I have this brand mm. and, and we're talking, you know, we're brought, we're showcasing career women every day. We're talking, we're showcasing people that took risks. We have articles on self-development and, and how to, you know, this, encourage pouring into yourself and self-care and self-love and wellness, et cetera. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts right now, especially as women of color and having a platform that caters to women of color in a positive way, because a lot of sites that were catering to young women, young black women were kind of entertainment, highly driven by celebrity content, highly driven oh, yeah. by, um, you know, their whole homepage is full of celebrity stuff. And it's almost mm -hmm. saying that you can't capture the attention of young black women unless it's, it, you know, it's focused on gossip or style, you know. But Yeah. And that's why we try to do a range of things. And it's, it's hardly ever you log into the homepage. You're not going to see more than one article, maybe two at most, on the homepage that features a celebrity. Most of them is, you know, self-development, self-help um, articles, health, you know, wellness-related, business-related, or um, personal essays from women mm -hmm. who are sharing their stories. That's what people really need. It's the yeah. meat. <laughs> Go to where you can get the meat. All right. As we close out, I always end with um, asking my guests to give an affirmation. I am fill in the blank, and why do you choose that affirmation? I am the woman I've always dreamed of being. Hmm. When I was, when I was 20, I always dreamed of being a woman I am today. Um, or not 20, but in my 20s. And so to see yeah. how I've grown and developed and uh, turned into this, evolved into this woman um, over time is just very proud of that. I am too. You are a phenomenal woman. 
You are inspiring and encouraging and motivating women all across the world. And we are so grateful to have you uh, living in your purpose. Like truly living your best life is so inspiring to other people. So thank you so much, uh, Nicole Kane, for being a part of Respect My Crown's podcast today. Thank you for having me.